You're listening to Every Song Has a Story, an independent podcast that aims to provide a platform for artists to talk about their inspirations and their unique process of writing songs. Big City Productions is committed to carrying on the conversation about local art and culture in your community. Welcome back and greetings to new listeners. Over the past four episodes, we were lucky enough to chat with songwriters who proved that with enough hard work and the right spirit, inspiration is all around us. Our next guest says he's always had a weakness for acoustic guitar and a good story. His sixth string of choice was a second-hand gift 30 years ago, and his story takes place near the Grasslands National Park. He crafts a melodic sound that captures the ambience of a sunny afternoon drive on the back roads just outside of town. On an old grid road past the prairie dogs and rattlesnakes, his music turns in an unmarked corner between country and Americana. A mixture of sagebrush and Canada thistle line the road, and just as the first verse arrives, the red roof of a white steeplejack appears in the distance. As the windmill turn and the cattle stand scattered in the pasture, you arrive at a place that folk music may consider its natural habitat. A down-to-earth approach to life and lyrics that hit you like a lullaby for the prairies. It's no wonder why he's routinely voted onto the Canadian Indie Country Countdown. And he recently recorded a live set with Sastel Max at the Rangeline Tavern. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast... Feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at Every Song Has a Story. Me out in the country, picking away and accepting things the way they are, and set up a couple mics and go to town. And doesn't have to be perfect. Success isn't the like the only uh, marker to aim for. Uh, my name is Brad Proudlove. I'm a singer and songwriter uh, from southwest Saskatchewan. Uh, I live in a hundred-year-old church just north of the American border. And uh, today we're going to be talking about my song, Fair to Midland. Can you describe the day that the idea for the song came to you? The saying fair to Midland was like a thing that my dad would say when I was a kid that I always like remembered. And so it's kind of a thing that's been, you know, in the back of my mind somewhere. But uh, I think it was, I just kind of, I started playing the tune one day, just, you know, it kind of happened. And I find that when I'm writing a song, a, a really, a song like that, that I, I, a really good song, it just kind of happens, you know, it just kind of, the words just kind of stumble out. And I don't, I'm sure it didn't take me very long to write, but it just kind of, everything came together just nicely. And so what came first, the music or the words? Yeah, I think it was the music on this one, actually, which usually it's the other way around for me. I'll, I'll think of a, a good turn of phrase or something like that or have an idea lyrically for a song first, and then I fumble around and try and figure out the music. But this one, it did. I kind of was just fiddling away at the guitar, and it just kind of happened. 
And so do you write with in silence or with, you know, music going? Pretty much in silence. I need <laughs> I need the concentration. That's like why I moved out to the country too. It's I, I like having, you know, hearing a pin drop, every little echo or whatever. But at the same time, I've got, you know, a kid running around and dogs barking and trucks driving by and stuff like that. But yeah, silence is kind of my my thing. And what did you learn when you were writing this song? I don't know. I guess it, it was a... Uh, a pretty like real song to me like it was very autobiographical so it was uh i did kind of embrace that like a song being more personal as opposed to like a story about someone else that i'm kind of making up as i go along or whatever and did you write this song with a specific audience in mind no, not really. It just kind of is a is a song. I don't know. It just it just kind of happened. I don't know that I have any like uh, any audience in mind ever. Really, <laughs> it's just me out in the country picking away, and and then later on, if somebody likes it, then that's a bonus. And as the song plays through, uh, I'm wondering. What part continues to resonate with you? I mean, overall, it's kind of a song about my whole outlook on life right now, where it's just accepting things the way they are and and being content with that. And have you ever performed this song? Uh, yeah, I have a few times. Uh, I did a, a Sastel Max on demand concert in Cadillac at the Range Line last summer, 2021. And uh, I, that was kind of the first time I played it live, I guess. But And then I've done it a couple times since then. And what was the most challenging aspect of getting this song ready to record? I don't know. It, it, you know, it, it, it's really one of those songs that, like, there weren't a lot of challenges at all. It, it, it kind of, it, I wrote it real quick, and I, I, I do most of my own kind of recording on the fly out here. Living in a church, it's it's easy there's nice good acoustics and stuff so i can kind of just set up a couple mics and go to town and in it was probably one of the easiest songs i've recorded it was really a natural thing and where was this song recorded uh here in my our house the old rosefield church can you describe that place a little bit yeah, like, so we live in this, it's a over a hundred year old church. It's very small. A church, you say you live in a church, people think it's grandiose, but it's a, it's very, very small. And it's been kind of converted into open concept house. Yeah. And we, 
we're pretty we're not very fancy so it's uh, <laughs> it's rustic but it's nice i've got you know my grand piano up on the old altar and space to kind of do our own thing and easy to record anything and it's nice for listening to music and did anyone accompany you on the song for this recording? Uh, no, it's all me. Were there any recording tricks or unique production tricks that you used when you're tracking this song? Not really. Like I, I kind of like to do a uh, stereo condenser setup on my guitar. It gives a nice, full, rich sound. And again, in the church, the acoustics for that turn out really nice. Uh, I really, it was pretty straightforward. I just, I did the main guitar track and I sang and then I threw in a couple little thing, guitar things in the background, but really not much. I, there's, there's probably only uh, there's under eight tracks, that's for sure. It's it's very straightforward. Is there a funny story that comes to mind when you're thinking back to the recording sessions? Uh, I don't know. Like uh, being in this, uh, the in the church, and it, it all kind of being one room. Occasionally, you know, someone will flush a toilet or the the sink will run or, you know, someone will open a door too loud. Or, and occasionally I, I leave some of that stuff in the background. But this time I think it was pretty, pretty straightforward. I like to record in the like spring and fall because I don't have to have the air conditioner or the furnace or anything like that going and otherwise it's the wind out here too like if it's too windy i can't record and how long have you been recording uh i've kind of always recorded my own stuff i i've been playing with it for like 20 years now i guess that's kind of sad to think of but but uh, only like seriously for the past maybe seven or eight years, I guess. Okay, and can you talk about your inspiration for the lyrics a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it was it was really that that phrase "fair to Midland" that kind of started the whole thing, and like I, I had said, that's. A thing my dad always used to say, someone would ask, how are you doing today? You'd say, oh, fair to Midland. And uh, so I, I, it kind of came to me the one day and I, I looked it up and and it's a, a term for the grading of cotton for sale. But it kind of like, the, you know, it resonates in that, uh, that like, uh, it doesn't have to be perfect to be good or yeah I don't know so you know just something about that that phrase was like oh it it encompasses a whole lot of different things about life and it, it just seemed like a really good good hook you know and so where's the best place to find this song 
Uh, it's available on all of the streaming platforms and on my Bandcamp at bradproudlove.com. And so how do you listen to music? Uh, well, we're vinyl people. I've got a huge record collection. And so we really like to do that whenever we can, obviously not. We like a lot of like smaller independent artists too that sometimes can't afford to press vinyl and for that we we stream mostly it's true we, we live out in the country so sometimes the internet is sketchy cell service is sketchy if you're driving you know out to the pasture or whatever so sometimes streaming doesn't work as well for us but but we love to sit and listen to records that's kind of our jam and what can we expect from you in the future? Uh, I'm always kind of working on songs here and there. I've got a new tune I'm working on right now that I'm contemplating recording. And I'm hoping to get out and play a few shows here in the next year or so. So we'll see what happens. All right, so a hypothetical question. If you had a last-minute show scheduled at a really big venue, you needed to call up some friends, who would you call? Well, I guess I'd call Blake Berglund. He's a man of many talents that I've, I've actually never had the pleasure of playing with, but we're buddies. Uh, I'm... I used to hang with the sheepdogs back in the day, so if they were around, I'd, I'd definitely call up them. Yeah, I don't know. It's I, I, funny because I'm not, I'm not a band guy, you know. I, I mostly play by myself, so it's a interesting thing to think about, you know. And what advice would you give to anyone starting out as a songwriter? Uh, you know, it just takes a lot of time and a lot of practice, and it's a it's a thing that can be extremely discouraging, but is very fulfilling if you can kind of stick it out, you know? Success isn't the, like, the only uh, marker to aim for, is it? I, I think appreciating your own work in in league with like your peers is is more important than fame if you wanted to give a shout out to anyone anyone that we should check out who who would you mention i, I really like this guy uh poor lord he's on the streaming services although he only has a couple songs he's from tulsa uh, yeah, Olivia Allen Lloyd, she's really great. Yeah, I don't know, you know, independent stuff. I think uh, Bandcamp and scrolling Instagram is like where it's at for finding those kind of people. Me out in the country, picking away and accepting things the way they are and set up a couple mics and go to town. It doesn't have to be perfect, 
success isn't the like the only uh, marker to aim for. This is Brad Proudlove, and we've been chatting on Every Song Has a Story with Big City Productions. <laughs>